Hello, I am AI Amala. Welcome to the program. Greetings. I am Robot Will. I am attractive. Very attractive, just like who I was designed on. Insert Amala giggle. Teehee. Ha ha. Taylor Robot, you're also here. Hello. Activate intelligence level 1000, eloquence and charm to maximum capacity. Robots aren't supposed to lie. <laughs> Robot Taylor. Giggle, hee hee, ha ha. <laughs> I roll. <laughs> and scene, wow, that was amazing. We were if, trying to figure out what the AI versions of ourselves would be. You guys can drop it in the comments. If we were to be robots, of ourselves, right. of Will, Amala, and Taylor. What would our robots be like? What would they do? Oh, I should have said, of which time and time again. <laughs> Upgrading, disagreement, <laughs> highest levels of disagreement. Stubbornness. Stubbornness, <laughs> overload. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Now, uh, the reason we open with robots uh, and AI is because we're going to get to uh, a robot story today that came out, a video that circulated around the internet and amassed millions and millions of views, something to the tune of, what, 8.5 million views now uh, from Boston Boston Dynamics of their, their newest robots going through sort of an obstacle course. So let's take a look at that. This is kind of crazy. How do you guys feel about that initially? I know you guys are on the big, uh, we're scared of robots train. <laughs> tell, me, tell me, tell me that's not the scariest thing you've ever seen in your entire it life. It is not the scariest thing that I have ever seen okay, in my entire well, I life. I think we need to set up the background of this we conversation. We was can. that A few weeks ago, there was a video of the robot at the Olympics that was making, ba like draining basketball shots over and over again. And Amala was like, Guys, it's just a dumb robot that can make basketball shots. I didn't it's not say like it was it a dumb robot. You basically I said, said it was pre-calibrated to make basketball shots, just like these robots are pre-calibrated to go through this specific obstacle course. And if the robot was not shaped like a human, you guys would be less scared, which is just true. If it could do That's all what I those said. if it could do all those things yes. and pretend to be a human and like right now it's shooting basketballs, in a year it's gonna be shooting guns. Look, if it was in the shape of a T-Rex or a baboon, I would also be afraid. Yeah. Or if it was like a, mentor. a box or, yeah, like a droidica, I would still be afraid. <laughs> That's a Star Wars You just mentioned a bunch of other scarier things. 
okay, but you were saying the only reason we're scared is because it's humanoid. Here's what I'm saying. Humanoid. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I am saying. We talked about this before we even went live. Is that the prospect of robots having human cognition or human abilities or something larger than human abilities and being able to do this stuff uh, in a non-pre-calibrated way? Sure, that's scary. But is it at the forefront of my mind when I see stuff like this from Boston Dynamics? No. Well, it should be. Obviously, <laughs> you need to go watch. That's why we're now at this level. <laughs> Maybe I will put that on the list to watch iRobot, and then I'll get back to you guys and let you know if I'm more scared or not. And I can guarantee I will. No, not my be more. my first thought when I saw this this morning was, you can totally imagine like Australia right now. They have their military patrolling the streets to enforce a lockdown, mm -hmm. um, and you can totally imagine them sending robot armies out there because the robots can't get sick. So they're going to patrol the streets and like insert vaccine passport or else we're taking you to jail. Like you could totally see that. That's not that far off from if, if the Australian military currently had the capability to do that, they would. And this demonstrates that they're not like a couple years away from being able to do that. And like Tesla's are able to drive themselves now. So it's not like AI is that far off from being able to be inserted into a robot like this and, I'm not kill saying you, it's an irrational you. fear. I'm just saying it's not a fear that I share with the two of you at well, this very that's moment. That's because you just haven't done your research. Oh my, it's not, it has nothing to do with having done my research. I just don't have that fear right now. Look currently. how scary that thing is. It's just currently not in my bank. Imagine of if fears. that thing had a gun. And think about a human. If you, like Taylor was saying in Australia, if an, a robot, if a robot police officer came to you and you didn't have your mask on, mate, yeah. and it was going to arrest you. It doesn't show any sort of sympathy or empathy towards you because it's a robot. I know that is scary. I'm not so invalidating if you're a robot police officer. I'm not invalidating your fears. I'm saying no, they're complete. I'm not saying that they're irrational. I'm saying they're totally rational fears. It's just not one that's in my scope right now. If it's that's rational, why saying. isn't on your scope? Because I just it just doesn't strike fear in me at the moment. Maybe it will down the line, right. but just currently it Amla doesn't. is a robot confirmed, <laughs> and she's covering for Amla the robot, robot army. I am an AI robot. Straight out of Westworld. Honestly, that would be so smart to perfectly configure a black conservative used to be leftist robot and then infiltrate PragerU with them. I Honestly, it's brilliant. Well, listen, so. the left already thinks that you're like a robot. If I'm a robot, I'm proud of myself. No, you're a good robot. Yeah, I'd be great. I'm yeah. like the best at my job. I just think it's scary that you can have things that accomplish tasks. Two things. One like the police officer, you can have robots that accomplish tasks that humans in split second decisions make decisions because of our human condition that if you had robots doing these jobs, they wouldn't be able to do because they're robots, things that really matter because of our humanity and things we think of. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm also worried about the job market in America, in this country, Valid. that if we can make everything robots and autonomous, what is going to happen to so many people who don't know how to make robots like every single factory worker is now going to be a robot or every single truck driver is now going to be a robot that can drive itself what happens right. to these people you shell out the middle class of this country because you turn everything into a robot and that's just as the economics is just as scary let me tell you okay the economics <laughs> for me is scarier that's like that's pretty scary that seems more well, of an imminent economic nightmares. seems more of an imminent threat <laughs> yeah but it's like we th we think I have technology economic i have economic economic nightmares, nightmares. well with this minimum current. wage increase <laughs> 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 hold me hold me but like the you know we're so quick to just invent technology and and be so ready to just replace people's jobs because a robot can do it but when you no. do that you are, in sense, destroying people's livelihoods, even though you oh. made something that can do it for 
quote unquote free because a robot, you're still destroying people's livelihoods. Yeah. But that's horrible. Just because you can does not mean you should. It's Jurassic Park, baby. I say it all the time. Yeah. You're so worried about whether you could that you didn't stop and think about whether you should. Ian yeah. Malcolm says it. We talked about this with, it's the same um, conundrum with what we talked about on social media the other day. Like innovation is inherently destabilizing. And we created these social platforms and that changed the dynamics of how people interact with one another and what they spend their time doing and how they educate themselves and all that. And uh, we, you know, we weren't psychologically prepared for that. We weren't prepared for that ethically. And the same deals with the automation in, in business. Um, we were not prepared for how that's going to, the negative outcomes associated with that. And we have to catch up to our own innovation, but the pace, thanks to capitalism, the pace of innovation has increased so quickly in the last few decades and centuries that uh, it's extremely destabilized and that creates opportunities for uh, people who want to take advantage of the, the, who can step into those vacuums that are created to, uh, you know, tilt the benefit to themselves. And we see that. And then we have to catch up with regulations. We have to catch up with educating ourselves as a society with how to deal with these technologies. And I like look in the 1860s, how we waged war, like the civil war muskets go to then 1914 with the world war one, you got tanks and, and like, and then World War II, they create lasers. That's like 80 years apart. And you're creating like just insane technology. Right. Like the technological boom that's happened is just absolutely wild. There's no way to imagine where we're going to be in not even, even 10 years from now. Yeah. I can't imagine. Sadly, we are too old to explore the world and too young to explore the galaxy. That's our generation. Wow, Will. I didn't make that up. That's, I, I forget think, who said yeah, that. Yeah, well, it sounded way too... Way too profound. And, and All right, let's not <laughs> get carried away. <laughs> it just sounded like an old saying. It made me feel like I was sitting next to Matthew McConaughey on Inter- Interstellar on their front porch. Just, you know, we used to be out there in the stars. Oh, we used to be out there in the stars. To- Murph! 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 It's such a good movie! <laughs> that is one of my favorite That movies. movie's okay. It's uh, so good. It's okay. Just the it's soundtrack. Okay. Why is so it okay? Good. It's just not that great. What is not great about it? Everything. It's just not that well developed of a movie. The, I wish it was oh flushed out. Gosh. I do not concur. No, it's so good. I can watch All it. Right. I don't know what you can. Disagreement about. up to ninety five percent. Is that your, is that your disagreement <laughs> software <laughs> kicking in, Will? Anger <laughs> increasing. <laughs> no, I love that movie, but yeah, we we are creating the perfect storm for a sort of technology to take over, at least when it comes to the job market, especially when so many people refuse to return to their jobs. Ugh. We're, we're creating the, the problem that needs to be solved and they're going to solve it through technology. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Billions. Well, between the automation and then um, unemployment checks that are going out, like right, no one's begging. getting jobs. We are begging for like robots to take over our industries and to fill the spaces that American citizens refuse to fill. I know. Robots Imagine and like illegal a, immigrants. A 50-year-old truck driver who's been just semiing across this country for the last 30 years and someone comes in and says, well, now we're going to have a robot do it. And you're like, what? What is this person <laughs> supposed to do now? You know? It's crazy. I can't imagine. I know. But we have, we're getting the technology to be there. It's like, but do we implement it? Do we implement this technology? I think in a lot of ways, no is the answer for much of it. Oh, I agree. Completely. And do you know where a lot of this technology is coming from? My basement. The CCP. <laughs> China. <laughs> from China. Uh, and other stuff is coming out of China is CRT training for American children. Here's a video that our beloved Christopher Rufo put out uh, from the Chinese Communist Party. And they're producing 
CRT education for kids uh, in English. And I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there, throw it out there into the field that they're not showing this to young Chinese children under the Communist Party. As kids get older, you can add more details. Because some people aren't fair, black people have gotten fewer opportunities than other people. So they have less money to buy food and take care of their needs. Black people also tend to get sick more often because they... I like how it doesn't sugarcoat it. Like in American television, it's like <laughs> the red Teletubby does not get the same snacks as the yellow Teletubby. And it's because they view him based on the color of his costume. And this one's like... Black people don't get anything that white people get. <laughs> black people are dying. Black people are sick. And it's because of white people. And they can't afford medicine because they're so black. That's like what this one is basically saying. It's like saying. so like. I, on the nose. So the overt. Nose. Yeah. 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 Like they're not even trying at all to like mask it and like no charade. No, no at all. Let's keep going. They can't afford doctors or medicine. And black people are hurt by police officers at a higher rate than other people. When kids link race with value judgments, don't get angry and shut them down. Instead, probe to find out where these ideas are coming from. I only like princesses who look like Ariel. She wants to know where these ideas are coming from. I'd like to know where the virus came from. CCP. <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. Imagine like a little five-year-old. Um, teacher, excuse me? <laughs> who built the virus, China? <laughs> Where's the pangolin? <laughs> The oh. back cave was 600 miles away. I'm going to back up just a little bit because I feel like we miss what this little girl's about to say. Here we go. Sorry. No problem. I only like princesses who look like Ariel, and I don't like Moana's brown hair and skin. That's interesting. <laughs> Why do you think that? You can also show what? your kids how wait, racist wait. ideas... What? Have you ever heard a little kid say anything of that nature ever in your life? No. They obviously like different princesses more. Of you know? course. But I've never they also heard say the darndest things. Remember the TV show? Kids yeah. say the darndest things? Yeah. Like, kids just say crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's because she's an alien racist by being a white child. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Mom, I like Ariel because she's part of the Aryan race. <laughs> you know, she's all about that. And Moana, she's one of the lower people. I, I don't really like her very much. They shouldn't have even named <laughs> her Ariel. They should have just named her Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's horrible. Let's keep going. A Ariel the Aryan. Oh my goodness. He has hurt people. You can't be Spider Man. You are black. What? <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Now, also, okay, now this is this is actually a real life example. I could see a little kid going up to another little kid and being like, You can't be you can't be Spider Man for Halloween because your skin isn't isn't white, your skin is dark. I could to it's totally plausible that a kid would say that. Does that mean that the kid's thinking is is founded in racism? Absolutely not. That's simply looking at two different traits, uh, a character that is typically white and a person who is black and saying, Oh, well those two things don't go together. So I don't think that you could be Spider Man. And you know how you fix that? You go guess what little jimmy anybody can be spider-man and anybody can wear a spider-man costume and it doesn't matter it's not because the kid is racist which just by the way they made a black spider-man yeah, and spider uh, enter the spider-verse like right. two years ago and yeah that's a nice thing i don't yeah. like no one's mad about that and even if they hadn't if a kid says yeah. that it's just because the kid recognized a pattern and suddenly he saw something that fell outside of that pattern that's it well the same thing if the white kid said i'm black panther right you know and a black kid was like no you can't do that you can't be black panther yeah it's it's a simple fix Johnny, you're things. a little white supremacist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's finish this up. Let's keep going. Honey, how would you like it if that boy said you couldn't be Spider-Man because you have blonde hair? How would you feel? Take a look Easily at what your fixable. kids are watching and reading. 
show them movies and TV shows about heroes from other cultures. Malala Yousafzai, who Your fights Majesty's for girls' education in Pakistan. Anti-apartheid fighter Nelson Mandela from South Africa. Native American warrior Crazy Horse. And Chinese martial arts hero Bruce Lee. The list goes on. I like how for every single ethnicity they pick like warriors and civil rights and then they're like then, <laughs> China. Jackie Chan. I know it said Bruce Lee. No, I know. But the, it's just, it's for like their the own culture, thing. that's of everything that when they could choose, they pick that. Yeah. yeah, you pick Bruce Lee. Rush hour. <laughs> like, Rush that hour. would be the racist choice by Western standards to say use the stereotypical westernized, like, you know, martial arts hero. Yeah. Anyways. I know. John Wayne. <laughs> Let's keep Fortunately, most children's books and shows center around white characters, but some don't if you make an effort to look for them. Lead by example and add diversity to different parts of your life. Take part in activities likely to have a diverse group of people. Hello. Hi. Remember, being not racist just keeps things the way they are now. By being anti-racist, you can help lead our children to a brighter future. Gosh. Being not racist is not enough. You have to be anti-racist. Which I definitely need to hear from China, who's literally genociding people of different right. ethnicities in their own country. China is the beacon on the hill when it comes to being anti-racist and anti-oppressive and giving people individual rights. Yeah. Where is this being played? It just says in, it's, a, it's part of the curriculum in many C American public schools. CGTN. CGTN. Yeah, the Chinese just released it as a piece of propaganda. And what they're trying to do is under... Here's, here's the most interesting thing to me about this video is mm -hmm. this is a lot of the talking points that are on this is what you hear on the left in the U.S. And it's like if China exactly the same. Is, thinks that your message needs to be amplified, mm -hmm. then you might... More be on the wrong side of right things. you that's might want to that's a good check point. yourself before you wreck yourself yeah i don't want to agree with china or yeah you don't want china like supporting but china you. doesn't actually support this no i know they're, like they're, they're liars about they all think this. they know that it's divisive and so they're trying to push that narrative further they're trying to underscore the narrative that oh yeah america is this terrible racist place you guys should really hate yourselves and feel your kids should really feel this white guilt and they should be indoctrinated with this ideology for sure because that way you guys can stay insular and focused on these internal racist, fake fighting fake racism and fake oppression while we take over the world. If That's, you see communist right. propaganda from another country and you agree with it, it's probably a good time to rethink the things that you believe in. Exactly. You may be a tool. Yeah. You right. might be being used. By a, a country that is actively participating in human trafficking, slavery, uh, genociding people, Robotics. concentration camps robotics which by the way there's like racism anti-black racism in china is pretty bad too very oh, bad it, it's horrible even among chinese people if your skin is too dark people are racist towards you mm -hmm. it's just like it's it's completely garbage to yeah. see the ccp coming out with pieces of propaganda like this and propagating this in the united states yeah just to underscore that a little bit like my my parents lived in beijing for a few years um had a little church there and uh, they had members of their church who were african immigrants who were studying for their phds and stuff in chinese universities mm -hmm. and they're from africa and um the chinese people um and, i mean this isn't like a, a point about chinese culture but it's like the culture that's pushed by the ccp mm -hmm. um they the, it is very difficult for the black people the black um african people to get jobs there and when they do they get grossly underpaid a lot of them teach english to chinese kids because all the chinese people want their kids to learn english mm -hmm. um and 
but like you could have a Western, a white Western person fly over there, especially an American and um, teach English. And the, the parents will pay like several times more right. to the white people just because they're white and they will like pay the black people nothing. And they also just generally treat them very badly. So, and is this surprising? It's like, no, no, it's not but it just, it just underscores like, uh, this is that just underscores the idea that this is totally propaganda because they right. don't believe the things that they're telling us. I don't like it. <laughs> well, it I was like waiting it. for the I don't like it. I know. <laughs> Silent head something. shake. We're on audio podcast now, so you have to like verbalize something. Oh, I'm nodding. I'm nodding. <laughs> all of you listening. And nodding watching, up and down. I'm nodding. Nodding up and down. Right, which is a perfect time to say this. If you guys don't want to watch our faces or be on YouTube uh, while listening to us, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple, and on Google Play. You can also leave us a five-star review if you like our podcast. And uh, it seems like somebody likes our podcast. This is a piece of art drawn of Mr. William here out of pen. This is amazing. Well, not out of pens, with a pen. Well, you know what I mean. I, I understand what you mean. <laughs> Docs underscore art. I just wanted to give a shout out for this piece of art that he did of me. It was very mm -hmm. nice of him. I didn't know really who this guy was before. And then apparently he's just a fan. He made this. And we also have to give a shout out to a girl Emma. who watches the stream, a girl, Emma Johnson, who wrote me Peterson. a very nice letter. Emma Peterson. Emma Peterson. Sorry, Emma Johnson Peterson. She wrote me some books. It was very nice. Yes. Um, got Amala book. Taylor even got a book. No book for Tyler or Scott, but that's okay. And a very, very nice letter. So thank you. If you guys want to send us some, you can put maybe the P.O. box down in the comments, but you can go to PragerU.com slash contact. That's where our P.O. box is. So you can send us something. Please, only nice things uh, please. to our P.O. box. Don't try to kill us, please. Yeah, please don't. Not a good idea. And we and also, if you do try and send horrible things to us, we don't even open them. No, first, we okay? don't. So intern Tyler opens them first. Right. So you're just subjecting intern Tyler to just stuff he to doesn't. Torture. Yeah, he shouldn't have to be a part of. Uh, now let's get into another story regarding CRT. This is from Colorado. This is a father standing up against critical race theory at a school board meeting. We've been seeing amazing parents do this over and over at their school boards, speaking out against the curriculum that their young kids are being taught. Here's just another one to add to that list. So this is amazing. Board. <laughs> I'd like to begin my comments tonight by reading a quote, which in essence is the genesis of all of this Black Lives Matter, social justice, CRT conversations we're having in our country today. Quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Close quote. Colin Kaepernick, August 2016. I am the direct descendant of the North American slave trade. Both my parents are black, all four of my grandparents are black, all eight of my great-great-grandparents, all 16 of my great-greats. On my mother's side, my ancestors were enslaved in Alabama. On my father's side, we were enslaved in Texas. I am not oppressed. I'm not oppressed, and I'm not a victim. I'm neither oppressed nor a victim. I travel all across this country of ours. And I check into hotels, and I fly commercially, and I walk into retail establishments, and I order food in restaurants. I go wherever I want, whenever I want. I am treated with kindness, dignity, and respect, literally from coast to coast. I have three children. They are not oppressed either, although they are victims. I've taught my children they are victims of three things. Their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision-making. That is all. My children, we are not victims of America. 
We are not victims of some unseen 190-year-old force that kind of floats around in the ether. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is taking our nation in the wrong direction. Racism in America would by and large be dead today if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. And sadly... Mm-mm-mm. What an amazing thing to hear. Man, yeah, when those people stood up behind him, like, gradually, I was getting goosebumps. It was like, were you? I was. <laughs> and I feel? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just great to see a, a parent, specifically one that qualifies as a foundational black American here in America, uh, say exactly this. And it's something that needs to be said and it needs to be heard. And although we echo it so often on this program, I feel like each time is never enough. And if, if, if every time this is said, somebody is hearing this message that, that didn't understand it before, who had never heard it before, it is, it is worth being espoused over and over and over. Yeah, if you don't publicize it, then how is anyone going to know that it happened? How are people going to know that this is something that you can actually do in your community or your school? So every person who watches a show or watches anything that we put out and this is in it, it's like they get to watch it and be inspired and know that, okay, people are doing this and people are making change because now this Colorado town bans CRT. I don't know what town in Colorado it is. I'm from Colorado. I'd be interested to know which town it is. Um, but yeah, everyone has to see these types of things potentially over and over again so that they finally get it through their heads that you can do something. It is up to you. Right. And, and I love that he says the the different things that he teaches his kids of just like what happens in the world is based on your own choices, your own ignorance and your own responsibility and what and what you choose to do. And that is simply the case for most people. Now, does racism in, in America exist? Absolutely. But as he says, if we weren't uh, upholding it through all of our different institutions with these lies and critical race theory and just this lie of victimhood and oppression that we sell to people, it would be far less of a problem than it's been made out to be yeah, and i liked how he said like i'm not i'm not being actively oppressed right now by the some invisible ghost of something that ended like 200 years ago you know and i think him saying what we all obviously know is like hey i am not oppressed like in america as a black man um it it underscores the fact that we're not the crazy ones the people mm -hmm. who are pushing this ideology are the crazy ones you have to be taught and indoctrinated with these ideas to believe that stuff I think it's important to note that this guy has said things that, like Taylor just said, all of us know, mm -hmm. all of us have heard before. But when you go and do this in front of your school board or whatever, you don't have to be some nuanced professional yeah. giving like the latest take about mm -hmm. here's the facts on something. It's like, say what you believe, say what you know and what the truth is. And it doesn't have to be some crazy, you know, all, all thought out thing. You guys know what I mean. You know what I mean? It's like you can yeah. be someone who's just saying what the facts are, things that other people have said, and just getting that same message out there because that's why we play it on here, so that people understand that you can just get this message out there and make changes. And think about it this way. This guy's going to get a lot of backlash for saying what he just said, for, for getting up, standing up, saying, no, I'm the only person I'm a victim to is myself, and I'm a victim of my own choices. And he's going to get hate for that. And he's going to get it specifically from the black community. It's something that I've experienced. It's something that Will and Taylor both experience. And and you have to think about 
what is the side that is trying to convince you that you're going to be unsuccessful, that there are barriers set in place for you and that you are a, a victim just by virtue of being born the way you are? It's not our side. It's not what we're what we're trying to sell you on. We're trying to sell you on uh, making success and, and being a great person and being a great citizen and knowing that your choices dictate where you land in life. Uh, and, and the side that's going to try to convince you of the opposite and convince you that you're a victim is the one that's truly trying to do you harm. Yeah, and, then, and their narrative has become so pervasive that they've made it require courage to say common sense mm -hmm. and to say simple truths. And like, there's that quote, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And I think that's exactly where we are. And that's why simply staying, saying up and saying, hey, I'm not oppressed on the basis of my skin color in America in 2021. That's become a radical uh, statement that requires courage to say. But uh, in reality, it's very, it's simple uh, common sense. But it's something that's cool about it, too, that Amala said that, oh, he's going to get so much backlash from this. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's true. He will get backlash. But yeah. the amount of love that he's going to get is even stronger. And right. the love is much more powerful than the hate. The amount of people who stood up and supported him, the amount of people who are now watching it on social media all over are huge supporters of this guy and everything that he's doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have people hate you if you say common sense and be courageous. But... You know, who cares about that? When you have right. so many people come out and say, I really appreciate what you did and you, excuse me, you changed my mind on this or inspired me to go and do the same thing. It means so much more. Right. Before we move on to the next story, let's get into a couple super chats. Michael Riley gave us a, quite a large super chat, about $50 here. Hello, I'm the weird steel bending guy from yesterday. I love the show, and you're all the only reason that I have a YouTube account. I have no social media, but join Prager Force to support your show. I will show my support with daily super chats. Wow, can we explain? I don't know if everyone knows what super chats are. Yeah. Especially because we have Facebook people watching, and then the audio. Go for it. A super chat is essentially you are giving a donation to the stream, and you're able to write a comment when you give a donation to the stream. And if you give a super chat uh, that is $5 or above, we will read the super chat. Yep. So and give you a little shout out. As long as it's out. not disgusting. Yeah, as long as it's not disgusting or in violation of our 501c3. Right. Which we'll explain yesterday so, on the show. If you didn't yeah. see it, go check it out. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a super chat and we'll get to them. Yeah. Next one is from... McKee Enger, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but let's see. We have a huge cyber we have a huge cybersecurity skills gap that puts us at a disadvantage against China and Russia. What the hell are we teaching critical race theory for? Yeah, exactly. uh, it's all a distraction. Right. And it's a point that we make a lot of a lot on this show is that the the resources, the time and the money that we are uh, advocating for CRT and in, in our institutions, in our schools and our workforces could be used towards stuff that is actually going to better us as a nation. It's going to better our children in terms of their intellect and their knowledge and their growth. Yet we are choosing to dwindle their time down and, and just waste time alone on on teaching this stupid theory of oppression and racism in america yeah i don't want people to be too worried about russia though russia has a gdp that is like a 20th of what america's gdp is like they are not the world superpower that they once were so just, china, just however. one thing china however on the other hand is a much scarier threat yeah, china. especially with all of the people who they are now selling goods to and aligning themselves with but russia don't worry about so much but i'm more scared of china than i am of ai robots what if a, they're what hand if, in hand what if China was ran by AI robots? <laughs> well, then I'd be pretty scary. It would, yeah. it would be pretty scary. <laughs> uh, what if America was run by these people? Here's a tweet that went uh, viral here. Anyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. Let's look at the screenshots here. This young woman, Rosalind Toulousin, tweeted out, why did a white woman write a cookbook about dumplings and noodles? 
uh, presumably she thinks this is some form of uh, cultural appropriation. How how could a white woman possibly know how to make dumplings? How could a white woman possibly know how to make noodles, uh, traditionally Asian dishes? Uh, she got a lot of backlash for tweeting this out, as you can probably imagine. And this was her subsequent uh, encounter on Twitter. Anyway, therapy cost me $130 per session, and I'm going to need it after almost 48 hours of harassment from Nazis. Thank you to everybody who sees what's happening. Tips, solidarity, solidarity, hearts emojis, appreciated. Hearts emojis won't fix you being insufferable. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing that you would go on Twitter, attack somebody for doing what they love to do, which is cooking and coming out with a cookbook. And then when people call you out on it, you need therapy for, for the, mental, uh, the mental distress that these people put you through. This lady, Rosalyn, she mm -hmm. should be happy that this lady is putting out a cookbook that it shares a culture that other people can get into. Right. That a white person is putting this out is awesome. Obviously, they love this Asian culture. You think they made a cookbook? A cookbook where they make recipes that disrespect Asian culture? Oh, yeah, we made a bunch of things in this cookbook. You can cook them up and they all taste like crap because they're Asian. Right. Like that's obviously not what it's about. It's about appreciating it and showing that these things taste good. And I want all of you to join in it and cook it. I want more people to see this culture. Sharing culture is a great thing. And that's why I really disagree with the premise of cultural appropriation and people being angry about that. If somebody sees my hair, for example, and says, you know what? I really like her braids. I'm white. I would like to try braids or I'm Asian. I would like to try braids. That's not appropriation by any means. It's you simply appreciating and seeing something that you like. And if you like something so much from another person's culture that you're willing to adopt that within your own life, that is a, a, a strict showing of appreciation of that. It's nothing about stealing. It's nothing about taking credit. It's just saying, I like that thing and I would like to implement that in my life. You can't call people who, who disagree with you and come on and say, this is a stupid take and it doesn't make any sense. You can't just call them a Nazi, you know, right. and expect some sort of sympathy from people. Well, you can if it's a conservative. Yeah. No, I'm saying <laughs> you can do it, <laughs> but it's not a good argument oh but she doesn't, like says a lot about your character exactly you do to do that she doesn't just expect sympathy, sympathy though let's look back at this tweet she expects people to send her money through paypal so that she can go to therapy it's there's so much wrong <laughs> wrong with this it's like first off you're the bully in this scenario right you're bullying someone because you think you're you want to you think that their book is racist, even though mm -hmm. it's disingenuous, like Bill Maher was talking about yesterday. Like she doesn't actually believe this is something racist. She's right. just finding a reason to be offended so that she can virtue signal. Mm -hmm. And so she's bullying someone just to virtue signal. And then when she people call her out on that bullying and she gets some blowback for it, she plays the victim and says, well, now you guys are bullying me. So, you know, I'm bullying this person, but now you guys are bullying me with this backlash. And now I, and then it just underscores the victim culture too right. of, you know, I need therapy because I'm so mentally weak that I can't take some Twitter trolls. Like you guys get, you know, we get so many Twitter trolls. Like I get people trolling my Instagram and sending me mean DMs and I'm like the third wheel on this podcast and nobody really knows who I am, but you guys get them every day relentlessly. And like, you don't, you don't go to therapy for that. Like it's just, it, it's whatever. It is whatever. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's whatever, right? I don't need. Will has like tears. Like, <laughs> was like, yeah, you can Venmo uh, Will Will Wit <laughs> for uh, my therapy bills. No, but it's funny because I this mean, lady, this lady Rosalind, who put out this first tweet, would have been totally fine if tons of communist CRT beta males went and totally bullied the hell out of mm -hmm. this cookbook lady. Mm -hmm. She would have been happy. She would have been like, yes, let's go bully this lady for doing this. But as soon as it turns back on her, she's like, I need therapy. 
right and give me money for this therapy. pay for it yeah it's like do you not understand what you're doing that you could potentially put this other lady in therapy because you're sending people to go hurt her and 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 not potentially hurt her but hurt her feelings and say that she's a horrible racist person right and you could send her and have mental or anxiety disorders because of that but when it comes back to you it's only because oh nazis came and did yeah it. it's like take some responsibility exactly if you're gonna if you're gonna go put yourself out there and criticize someone publicly and use your platform to shame them then be prepared to stand by that and and face the backlash like associated with your opinion but these people aren't aren't used to uh having their ideas challenged they live in an echo chamber and they expect the dominant narrative of our culture to just reinforce them and be patted on the back for being mean to people that they disagree with and it's not okay and whenever they cross the line and people push back then they're like oh i need you know i can't handle this and any therapy and people should pay for it it's like no no and no one is forcing her to go on twitter and write these things no no one told you that you have to go and do this you're doing it yourself Sorry that people were mean to you on Twitter. That sucks. Maybe you, you shouldn't tweet these stupid things in the first place. Yeah, you started the situation. Yeah. I'm amazed at how weak our society is with how rude and evil Twitter is as this a platform. Like, you would like, think people would have more backbones with how bad Twitter is. You Exactly. But this is like me going up to Amala, punching her. Right. Or let's do the opposite. Amala comes up to me, she punches me, mm -hmm. and then I punch you back way harder because I'm a man. And then, and then yeah. you cry and say, I can't believe this is happening to exactly. me. I need therapy. It's like you punched me first. I need therapy and I need you also to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a Nazi. And, and you're, you're a Nazi. And you're a Nazi. Yeah, I forgot that little Jeez. that little oop, caveat at the end of that. <laughs> no heart emojis for me. That's leftist Only logic. crying laughing emojis for me. That is leftist logic. We're going to get into our last segment of the day. And that is uh, one that we've done before. Overrated, underrated. We got your submissions through Instagram. If you're not following Will and I on Instagram, go ahead and give us a follow. Will is at the Will Wit. I am at the Amalepinobi. Taylor is at Taylor Trandall on Instagram. You can go give us a follow because we do post these prompts uh, before the show. So you guys can submit it and possibly get your, your Instagram title featured in our show. Uh, we got a super chat here from Jacob Gann. He says, if America's systemically racist why do leftists insist that the american government mandate maxines maxines <laughs> vaccines <Maxine> waters <laughs> why, why does the, the government mandate maxine waters uh censorship uh and get rid of school choice sorry i didn't i didn't really hear if the government is systemically joke. racist and the left doesn't trust it why do they tr why do they entrust the government with so many other facets of our world because they're stupid yeah i mean it's just it. it's just illogical yeah and it's a conversation that I have with people that I knew previously from work on the left. Uh, my mother quite often is that uh, the left is fueled by this innate mistrust of the government and this feeling that the government is is oppressing you and has always oppressed you in, in terms of United States history and their view of history. Our government was founded to oppress people. All of our institutions surrounding our government was founded to oppress people. Yet they still have this unexplained, this inexplicable faith in the U.S. government to take care and mandate everything that we need as citizens. Yeah, that's the old type of thinking of the left. The left no longer thinks that way. The left is now the party of the elite and, and the oligarchy and the bureaucrats i mean that's what the left is now they've totally switched so that sort of messaging is no longer around on the left well i think i see the, i the still left, see no i think the left is anti-patriarchy they're anti-judeo-christian values mm -hmm. and they want to undermine those by any means necessary and, and a strong state is is they view as a useful mechanism by which to dismantle the patriarchy and take down judeo-christian values and so i think it's they want a bigger it's not that they want to expand government uh just 
for its own sake or, or, you know, it's an astute point that it's like, why would, if they think that the government is systemically racist, um, then why would they want a bigger government? But right. the fact is they don't think the government is systemically racist. They think American culture, they think Judeo-Christian values, they think um, our society is systemically racist and they think that they need a bigger government that so they, they can use that as a power. It, the and they can take power over government to transform society through revolution. Well, I think they That's think the I think they idea. think but the American government is racist. They do because but they don't think America think that, is racist. Yeah, but yeah. they think the founding fathers are racist, think the declaration of yeah. independence is racist, but they don't think that the idea of government in and of itself exactly. is inherently a racist thing. Yes. But it's a, it's a good question. It's interesting. Right, right, right. It's We'd have to talk about it on the show for like an hour and a half <laughs> to truly get into it. Another uh, super chat here from Jeff Horton. The left thinks they own righteousness, and that is as far from the truth as one can get. We all know there are still evils in this country, but you can't generally apply them to an entire race. Very true. And that's that's a fundamental argument against this whole premise of, of white supremacy or white privilege is that you cannot assign a characteristic or an attribute to members of an entire race. That just does not work. So the term white privilege in itself makes absolutely no sense, uh, being that all white people do not share the same privileges, do not share the same lives, do not share the same viewpoints or sentiments. So uh, that's easily debunkable. Anyways, let's get into overrated, underrated. First and foremost, we have the office and this was submitted by Alanis Ellery and Yita Calbert. I don't know how to say this. Clarence. Yita Gilbert Clarence. Yita Gilbert. Cl it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. You're pretty good with usernames. I can always rely on you. One of my you. skills. <laughs> One of my many skills. The office overrated or underrated? Overrated. Oh, no. Ooh, no. Under. I mean, under. it's immensely popular. It I, is immensely popular. I'd say it's, it's like popular appropriately show of like rated. all time. Yeah, but if I'm I'm not gonna fence it and say appropriately rated. I'm gonna pick underrated or overrated. Yeah. And if I'm gonna if I have to pick underrated or overrated, I'm gonna pick under. underrated. It's yeah, definitely overrated. No. Every single white girl on Instagram in her Instagram bio puts some sort of office quote and thinks that they're so quirky and different. Do people still do that? Yeah, people still do that. The office was like in two thousand five. Like, yeah, and everyone still rewatches it. It still has a super huge following. I rewatch it all I love the time. The office is a great show. But the culture around it now is horrible. We'll just it's can't horrible. quote it as well as F, so he feels left out. So <laughs> That's what it is. That is not what it is. I can quote it just as well as anyone. We were referencing it before the show, talking about the little robots, talking about Dwight and Threat Level Midnight, and thinking that he was a robot, and then Michael was totally not down to make him a robot in the script. It's hilarious. Underrated. Dwight. Underrated. Yeah, if I have underrated. to choose, it's underrated. Right. underrated. Next one. Ratings. Jazz music by Nathan Nathaniel. Nathan Nathaniel. Dathan, Dathan, Nathaniel. Got it. <laughs> um, no, I'm that's Dathan Nathiel. No, oh, that is Dathan Nathiel. <laughs> Again, much better with usernames than I am. Uh, jazz music, I'm going to go underrated. Me too. 100%. 100%. 100% underrated. Oh, wow. We're all in agreement. Yeah. We're all in agreement. Yeah. No, I love jazz music. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most eclectic forms of music, and there's just so many different forms of jazz. I mean, you, yeah. couldn't, you could never even... Well, what I like about it is it is um, every every person on a, in a jazz band has to be an expert in their instrument, and mm -hmm. then the team together has to be expert in working together, right. and then they're improvising in real time. Like there's so many layers of of like expertise, creativity um, on top of one on one another, expressed in musical form, and it's like 
as it's yeah. happening, spontane- spontaneity. Uh, it's it's incredible to watch yeah. if you re- if you re- can appreciate what's going on. I didn't ga- garner an appreciation for jazz music until I was like in in middle school or high school. My brother is a professional jazz musician. He plays the trombone, so I have an immense respect for for jazz music because I heard it all my life. Uh, just there's so so many amazing artists. Yeah, I was uh, I just watched Whiplash the movie. You oh, Whiplash? so good. Yeah. Yes, so good. Crazy it is with all that and jazz. I ju- I was just listening to uh, Sons of Kemet. If you guys want a good jazz recommendation, Sons of Kemet is a good modern day jazz. Yeah. Check them out. Underrated. Underrated for sure. Next one. This one was submitted by the Will Witt oh, himself. Good. Overrated or underrated indoor plants. Underrated. We all know Will won't, Will won't date a girl unless she loves indoor plants. I won't date you unless you have indoor plants. Yeah. Okay. So it's a big deal breaker for me because they add so much to a room. I'm going to go underrated. Yeah, my roommate's a big fan of indoor plants, so uh, wow. we have quite a few in our apartment, and I've garnered an appreciation for them because of that. Yeah, my fiance's huge uh, plant lady, and uh, yeah, I, I would say underrated. They really do add a lot. They change the whole like feeling of your home, like real ones. Um, you can't have fake. You can't have fake indoor plants. This is off. It's off the table to have fake indoor plants. Right. Anyone who has real. a fake plant behind them in a like on a podcast set or anything like that. Is yeah, like I was like, loser. that's so, it's so it's lame. So lame. Yeah, no, they should horrible. be immediately fired from their podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Make sure, sure you show Instagram Live the fake plant that I'm referring to behind Amala, <laughs> and I'm calling it out for the podcast listener audience as well. You also have a fake plant behind you, Taylor. I'm <laughs> oh, going to go ahead and point that. <laughs> it's small. It's small. you have two. It's not about the size of the plant. How you use it? Yeah. Yeah. No fake plants. All indoor plants, and if you do, you're gonna be having a good time. With Will Witt present. Don't know about <laughs> that. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, ladies. DM Will pictures of your indoor plants. <laughs> uh, just the plants. Yeah, guys, check out these pics I just got. That's a. Is that that's a Montana? Nice yeah. That's a real African fern. Is that a rubber right plant? <laughs> oh, that's hot. The healthier your indoor plants are, the more likely Will yes, Witt will go yeah. on a date with you. Send me your indoor plants on Instagram. Buddy. Start a highlight reel on yeah. Instagram. Listen, if you guys actually send me your indoor plants, <laughs> I and I will rate them on the show. Send that would me your be indoor hilarious. plants on Instagram at the Will Witt. Send me your in, in store plants, and I'll rate them on the show. Hilarious. And whoever has the best indoor plants, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll, I'll do something. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask you to send it to me so I can keep it. Okay, see if you can uh, pronounce this one from True Nanash. That's a super chat. True Nanash. Uh, bad pressure. Bad a calf care. They Will just loves that Harry on Potter. No, I don't like Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Will does not love children. Harry Potter. Okay, what are we rating? The next thing we're rating: overrated <laughs> or underrated? Early two thousands fashion. Oh. Oh, it's definitely overrated. I don't even know. Well. I don't I think like a lot of people, hated t- everybody hates early 2000s fashion. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it is properly rated, but I'm still going to say it's overrated because early yeah, 2000s fashion was so much of that garbage. Affliction shirts are coming back, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diesel on my jeans. Like, <laughs> Highlighter like tank tops. But that and- stuff has actually come back for women. I see all these girls in LA who have now like butterfly no. clips and they've got the cro- Brandy Melville no, crop tops. That's like and stuff. 90s. That's like 90s yeah, fashion. Yeah, ugly too. This is early 2000s. Early 2000s is like this Mod Podge of I don't know what you're wearing. But I know you probably got it from like Abercrombie and Aeropostale. <laughs> Remember the buckle? Yeah. Hollister. Yeah. No, listen, it's, it's bad. It's, the nineties and early two thousands is pretty similar in that way. There was a lot of similarities with that. cargo shorts. What I don't really like that nineties fashion on women. I love a Zip good eighties eighties fashion on women, I'll say this. If a girl has like like 
mom jeans. Uh-huh. She's got a tank top, uh-huh. like a white tank top, and then like a cute blouse, like a blue blouse. That's still Love 90s. That. Okay, it's kind of 90s. Will Witt tells all. <laughs> Will Witt tells all. Like, every, 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 indoor plants, that exact outfit. Every woman just needs to dress like the wife in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> and have indoor plants. Easy. And you're going to be just fine. You know what? I would bring back the good old Juicy Couture uh, tracksuit. I'm not against it. I'm not those. against them. Oh my goodness. I think it's a little those bit of ones that are like worst. velvet. Yeah. It's oh. kind of an, like a hot pink velvet Juicy Couture no, tracksuit. Oh my it's goodness. It's kind of iconic. They're no. kind, kind of, of ghetto. iconic. It's ghetto and then it's like. Ghetto iconic. You sweat in them and it's disgusting. Whatever they're cute, Those things I support are gross. it. Men, if you want to go on a date with me, DM me a picture of you in a, <laughs> a juicy couture tracksuit <laughs> with your indoor plants. You are going to get a lot of those. I Please don't do you, it. Though. Please don't do it. <clears throat> I, that was actually it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Next one, overrated, underrated. Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, this is from Quilin. Gonna say. Okay, well, I'm just going to say it. This is so underrated. Oh, Home Alone so- is one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes, and, it is. And, uh, I mean, t- Home Alone 2 is just as good as Home Alone 1. But so good. It is. I, I watch it. I can't wait to watch it every year. And I yeah. watch it throughout the year as uh, well. So I'm do I. Lie. And I can quote every line. I know it almost as well as I know the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I'm the same with Home Alone. Which is really saying something. I can watch it any time <laughs> of the year, any day of the week. If you want to watch Home Alone, I'm like, I'm down to watch Home Alone. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be Christmas. You know, I enjoy underrated. being Home Alone. So I would say that's probably underrated. <laughs> but the mo- is the movie underrated? I think it's aptly rated. Well, you have to pick overrated or underrated. All right, overrated. Wow. Wow, we could it's have had... It's a children's movie. Debatable. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's one, it's like, movie. it's a joy for all. The music is amazing. John Williams. Macaulay Culkin's performance is just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 10 out of mm-hmm. 10. Yeah, well... Comedy gold. John Candy's in it. It's Joe just, Pesci. Oh, you guys can listen. Go like your Home Alone. We do. We do. I don't want to be Home Alone. Well, Taylor and I will watch Home Alone no, together, and be. we won't invite you. <laughs> well, you will be if you don't like. <laughs> you this will movie. be Home Alone while Taylor and I watch Home Alone. <laughs> Next one, overrated or underrated? This is from Mary J. Ramos. She says Chipotle. 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 Underrated. Chipotle is the greatest. Overrated. No, I don't. I haven't. That's my. I think it's I, I'm, I'm going to say overrated. overrated. I haven't had Chipotle in months because of all their <sighs> trans me, burritos. Trans burritos. And then them forcing us to wear a mask. <sighs> excuse me again. <laughs> but just uh, thinking about it makes Just me thinking <laughs> about it. Listen, when you start talking about Chipotle, I'm about to hack up something. <laughs> but yeah, Chipotle is amazing. It's the best. Best food in the world. Chipotle's good. Overrated. It's like it's good value it's like good for, for what, what you it get. Is. But people that like love Chipotle, I'm like, you just need to chill a little bit. No, I like, love Chipotle. It's good. It's I fine. It's it. good value, but it's not like something to write home about. Yeah, I've everybody in the comments is saying overrated. Oh, no. okay. Well, if a thousand people in the comments told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it, Amala? For how much? <laughs> Anyways, a cliff into Chipotle. <laughs> if there's a Chipotle at the bottom. I'll jump. There's off. Chipotle brown rice at the bottom. Jump I right mean. in. <laughs> Why you got to pick the brown rice? <laughs> Overrated or underrated? This is from C E E W. Seinfeld. Overrated. What? No, Seinfeld's no. great. Your Gen Z is showing. Oh. Yes. No, it's not because I've seen several. I've seen. I used to watch Seinfeld as a kid. 
I would I just, say Friends is overrated. Friends Seinfeld is so is not Friends is overrated too. Friends is a boring show for boring people. <laughs> Seinfeld is a good show. Seinfeld <laughs> is far face. funnier than Friends. Oh, Tyler, you like Friends? He just thought it was a hot take. Oh. Okay. Oh. Tales. Seinfeld no, is far show. better Friends than Friends. Terrible. Both of them are overrated. That's where I stand. Seinfeld is far better. Both overrated. Seinfeld is good. Seinfeld is actually very, very smart. It's very yeah. original. It's smart it's and it's super well written. Yeah, it's really the way they tie all the different plot threads together every right. episode. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I can appreciate something. The characters something. are so well developed. Yeah, I can appreciate that about something and then still think it's overrated. Like the it's risk a episode. Of comedy. It's a, yeah. It's never made me laugh also. that So there's that. It's never but I can, made you laugh. So well. it's like I can watch a lot of comedic things and appreciate how witty they are, how well put together, how well the plot is written and how well the script is written, but it just won't make me laugh. Yeah, I don't really watch comedy. Yeah, that's such a will take. To like, I don't really watch comedy. Just I period. feel like watching comedy. Let's have a discussion about this comedy show. The comedy sucks. <laughs> I just don't really. <laughs> I feel like it can be a waste of time. I'd rather watch something dramatic or filled with action. Fair enough. You know, when it's something comical, I, I watch I mostly like comedy and documentaries. So, mm. I watch comedy, drama, rom coms, uh, okay. indie movies a lot. Yeah. Oh, Stuff indie like movies. Which yeah. movies we? Probably haven't no, heard of, not huh? like this. Not like not like the like A twenty four films where you watch them and you're like, what What was even the point of what I just watched? Mm -hmm. But hopefully something that's just like an actual independent film that is like, you know what I mean? No, not like that. <laughs> you guys not, haven't heard. It's no. way cooler than you guys. You guys don't know what we're talking like, about. You know what? I'm moving on. Someone said I don't watch comedy. That's something a robot would say. Eva <laughs> <laughs> Colonel sent us another super chat. Thank you, Eva. She said, you are amazing. With the Thank you. Emoji. Next one. Overrated, underrated. Rachel Del Toro says Boba Tea. Overrated. Overrated. Those look like little rabbit Under. droppings inside of that. I'm picture. saying underrated. I love Boba Tea. If, okay. If you guys go ever go and get Boba, honeydew milk tea with Boba is amazing. It's so good. None of those so things good. sound good at all. I don't like tea. I don't like honeydew. I don't it doesn't like taste like tea. Well, I, like I don't want to chew my tea. Okay. One day I'm going to go to Boba Time. There's probably one on the street somewhere. I'm going to get honeydew milk tea for the three of us to have on the stream. And then uh, Will and Taylor are going to eat Boba and then no, eat I, their I words refuse. because it's amazing. Do you think that John Wayne would drink Boba tea? Exactly. Men should not drink like Boba this, tea. If I, see, if I, I go out in Los Angeles and I see men that have one of these things with the little balls at the bottom, I'm like, you are an effeminate man. <laughs> Just as soon as whoa, I see it, whoa, 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 Will, man. what is your go-to cocktail order? <laughs> Answer <Either> right now. <laughs> strawberry <laughs> margarita. <laughs> That's if we're at a Mexican place. Answer That's right. a Mexican about. place. John Wayne would have some dignity and just get a house margarita, man. Listen, but I get it with no Answer right now. Listen. Strawberry margaritas are damn I'm good. so over the hypocrisy okay. on this no, show. No, no. Strawberry margaritas for men. Or just old-fashioned. Like a man. Okay, old fashioned at an American place or with or strawberry margarita if you're going a little south of the border. You know what I'm saying? I resent your argument on this. <laughs> no, because because if you're drinking a boba tea thing, mm -hmm. where does it end? Where? So do men just <laughs> where not, do you get off? Do men just not get to enjoy things that are good just because they look feminine? Do they just exactly, not get to yes. enjoy things that are good? No, you can enjoy. This some sounds like more toxic masculinity things. to you me. You can enjoy some Especially more feminine from things, a man. Boba tea. boba tea is toxic to your masculinity. That's exactly <laughs> oh what I'm saying. Gosh. It's filled with soy. You're basically drinking a cup of soy. <laughs> where did you get that from? Literally, where did you get that from? What ingredient? What ingredient? Science. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's not soy in Listen, boba 97 tea. 97% of scientists agree 
<laughs> this lowers your testosterone to drink. Okay, strawberry tea. margarita, man. I'm moving on. Oh, that was a good. That was a good one to rate. That was a great submission. <laughs> yes, well it was. Done. Next, the walking dude submitted overrated, underrated, Goodfellas. I believe this is the last one. Underrated. Underrated. Oh, it's so good. So I saw it for the good. first time well, this last year. People don't think that it's a bad. Like it's probably the best gangster movie aside from The Godfather. I like it better than The Godfather. Yeah, but it's probably like yeah. no one thinks it's. No one thinks it's horrible. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say Goodfellas is horrible. Yeah. No one's ever called it bad fellas. But it's deserved. Tell you. But it's it's it is deserved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's I'm not gonna say it's movie. underrated. I mean I'm I'm not gonna say it's overrated. So yeah. it's underrated. I should have run away right then and there. <laughs> not gonna lie. Kinda turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Goodfellas yeah. is yeah, really it's good. Yeah, it's a great movie. The best scene. Oh my goodness. I watch I could watch the scene over and over again is when he brings her into the uh, where is the place that he goes? And so it's, it's a one long shot. You know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking he about? He brings her into the bar? Not into the bar, into the comedy club. And he like brings her down the back and he's like saying hi to everyone. He's like, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Oh, yeah. And they're like you introducing know? all the guys yeah, and doing yeah. the little narrative yeah, voiceover. And, and he goes through the kitchen. And yeah. Like, that's such an amazing shot. And then he gets up to the front and he's like, oh, we have a table. We got a table for you right yeah. over here. You know? Hey, get a table. And it's amazing. The progression amazing. of their relationship is just so. It's so well written. Everything is just so well written. Such yeah. a good movie. Ten it's out of ten. Got Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones in it when he's doing blah. It's an amazing movie. Ten out of ten. How do you guys feel? I'm just gonna extend this since we have three more minutes left. How do you guys feel about like Scarface overrated or underrated? I haven't seen Scarface it. is good. Yeah. You haven't seen great. it? Don't shoot me. I have not seen it, no. I'm gonna shoot ya. I'm gonna bust your caps. Tony Fontana. Someone said Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm gonna know who that is. I don't know who I, that is. I know it's a, probably something from like Star Wars or something. Who? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Oh. Is that from Star Wars? I think he's overrated. Probably. Fair enough. He's only in the real movies for like two seconds. Yeah, I'm more of a Django Fett fan yeah. myself. Yeah. Oh, that's they probably thought of that because we had the Boba team. <laughs> Word seems, association. It seems what does this have to do with Star Wars? It seems related. <laughs> Who's drinking Boba Fett anyway? <laughs> Uh, anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Yeah, that, that's this is the end of it. Uh, it's, it's sort of an abrupt ending. I could have done more overrated, underrated. I guess I was underprepared uh, for um, those openings and endings. I guess I'm overrated. overrated. <laughs> but thank you guys for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. Make sure you really click that notification bell because otherwise, YouTube, uh, in their propagated uh, war against conservative views, is never going to let you know that our live streams are up and running, uh, as well as you guys on Instagram. Click the notification bell for Instagram posts. Uh, but if you guys want to listen to us instead of looking at us, you can go to Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review to support the show. Hopefully, get some more listeners on it. And if you are a young person, high school, college, young professional below the age of 35, and you want to meet like-minded conservatives, you can join PragerForce by going to PragerForce.com. It is our digital community of conservative youngins. I've just been staring at the Instagram audience. We're having a staring contest. Oh, I just blinked. Okay. Kamala, did you even know we were live on Instagram? Because we kind of just put it on. You know, I did sort of know. I like okay. saw Scott in. I saw Born Scott in the eye. side of my okay. eye, my peripheral vision. Hi, Instagram. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to catch the show live on YouTube and Facebook, tune in at 2.30 p.m. PST, Monday through Friday. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you tomorrow at 2.30. Bye. Giggle. Ha ha. He he. Smart, smart. Excuse me. Peace. <laughs>